Hello and welcome to the Cumberland Podcast. My name is Chris Fleming. I'm the Adult Ministries Coordinator for the Ministry Council of the Cumberland Presbyterian Church. And today we're going to talk about the third Sunday of Lent. That's going to be March 15th uh, coming up. So that's the third Sunday of Lent. Before we get into that, I wanted to let you know about uh, the new encounter. Starting in September of 2020, we have a new design, a new format, new writing guidelines. And we're really excited for all the work that's been done. Uh, about with the encounter. So if your church has not used the encounter in the past, uh, please get a hold of me at cfleming at cumberland.org and I will get you a sample of what we're looking at. It's still in the works, still kind of being formatted, but um, I believe that you'll be very happy with consistency in the um, biblical content and, and uh, the discussion questions and so on. I, I, we've done a lot of good work and I'm very excited for it. You can also join our uh, Facebook page. If you search Facebook for The Encounter Study, you'll be able to keep up with some of the updates on that. Also, if you would like to, uh, you can join us on Twitter at, at DMT Adult. Um, also, there's a DMT Adult Ministries page on Facebook as well. So get connected so we can let you know about all the events that are coming up. Now, uh, for today, I am just going to do uh, general themes because it covers all the text pretty well and because of life and sick children and transferring from one computer to another and all the things that happen in life and working on the encounter and so on. Um, but we'll start with a prayer, the collect for today. Almighty God, you know that we have no power in ourselves to help ourselves. Keep us both outwardly in our bodies and inwardly in our souls, that we may be defended from all adversities which may happen to the body, and from all evil thoughts which may assault and hurt the soul. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, now and forevermore. Amen. I love that prayer. So as for general themes in the scriptures today, I believe the whole of the lectionary for this week could be summarized as worshiping God in spirit and truth. And maybe that actually means that worshiping in spirit and truth means to come before God with a humble spirit. And that's repeated theme over and over again in these texts. The Old Testament passage is an example of the wrong attitude before God. And the Psalm passage uses the Exodus passage to compare and contrast the proper attitude that we come before God in worship or in searching or questioning. The Romans passage outlines why our attitude should be one of humility before God, because we're all sinners, yet God in his love still uh, cares for us. And in the gospel passage, Jesus confronts a lady who has every reason to be humble, and she humbly accepts Christ's teaching. And another general theme is access. And by that I mean we have been given access to God. We don't have to go search for a God who is so far in the heavens that can never be found by humanity, but instead we have been given access to God by our, the ultimate mediator, Jesus Christ. I can't help but think that the thirst for water in the Old Testament was both physical and also a spiritual need. The Israelites needed access to water because they were thirsty and they could not provide for themselves. So Moses interceded and through God's power they were given access to that life-giving water. And notice in the Gospel passage... Uh, Jesus comments that those who drink of the water that he gives will never be thirsty again. I believe he was commenting that the Israelites were searching for physical sustenance, but what he was offering was eternal sustenance for the soul. In other words, your attitude of whether the here and now is more important than the, than the future and the eternal. In the epistle passage, Christ is our great mediator, and he gives us access to God's grace. 
in the gospel passage, there's an issue of access on a couple different le le levels. There was this earthly access in which Jesus and the woman had some pre preconceived barriers, and those were along gender lines. You'll notice that in the text, the disciples come back and they say, why is Jesus talking to a woman? A man couldn't speak to a woman so casually in that culture. And even more than that, how could a Jew be speaking to a Samaritan in such a casual and caring way? And even on the spiritual level then, can a sinner really be speaking to a holy God in this way? The Samaritans didn't have access to the temple in Jerusalem, but then Jesus cuts through all this and says a time is coming and, and is at a hand when God desires worship anywhere from everyone as long as they worship in spirit and in truth. It doesn't matter where you are. So in this passage, Jesus breaks down the dividing walls that separate uh, humanity from one another and humanity uh, from God. And so if you're going to preach the John passage, there's a lot there about breaking down the dividing walls. And that's a theme throughout the epistles of, of Paul as well. So that's a minefield. But we have access to God. Another theme is that there's provision for all people, even those seemingly most undeserving. We learn from the psalm passage that God loathed the generation of the Israelites in the wilderness that we read about in Exodus. But on multiple occasions, when the opportunity presented itself, God chose to save them. Some of it was because Moses pleaded for them. But God ultimately chose to save them because he wanted to stay faithful to the promise to Abraham. God provided them with protection. From we, he provided them with bread. He provided them with meat. And in this passage, he provides them with water. Paul in the epistle passage makes it clear that those whom God saves in Jesus Christ were not saved because they were worthy. In fact, just the opposite. Uh, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. It's because God is gracious and merciful. And then John goes to great pains uh, to outline the nature of the woman at the well. How many husbands did she have? Essentially what John was saying is even this person can be saved and can worship God. And then the last thing that I will share for the week is that your life has value as it is a testimony about God to other people. The people of God, whether in the Old or New Testament, were to be God's representative on this earth. In the season of Epiphany, which just passed, over and over and over again, Israel was called to be a light in the darkness to all the world. And in the New Testament, Jesus uses that theme and says, What good is a lamp if you hide it under, their t under a table? Instead, you put it on the table so that it can give light to everyone. So think of the testimony of the Israelites in the wilderness. You just juxtapose that with the testimony from the woman at the well. And again, John goes to great lengths to not only um, show her the, the bad of her story, he goes to great lengths to redeem her story at the end of the text. Remember at the beginning of the story, she was as lost as the Israelites in the desert. But at the end of the story, she became a light to her fellow Samaritans. The text says, Many Samaritans from that city believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I had ever done. So when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay with them, and he stayed there two days, and many more believed because of his word. They said to the woman, It is no longer because of what you said that we believe, for we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this is truly the Savior of the world. So as we end today, again, I know it's a shorter, shorter episode, but that might be better because brevity is next to godliness, I've always been told. Um, ultimately... You as preachers this week can use your life as testimony. How do you respond? Number one, when things get rough, because life is hard. 
Will you be like the Israelites and complain and quarrel and test God? Or will you be like the Samaritan woman who sits below at Jesus' feet knowing that you're not worthy to be there except Christ? God in Christ extends grace and, and transforms us into a life that is worthy uh, of God's calling. And because of your life and your testimony, others might come to spend some time with Jesus and then believe not because of our faith, but because they too have experienced the living God. So that's my prayer for us this week. And uh, I'll end with that. Dear Lord, we give you great thanks because you have looked upon us as sinful as we are and as careless as we are, but you still love us. Not only do you love us, you have... uh, You have sent Jesus Christ to overcome our stupidity and our ignorance and our unfaithfulness to bring us close to your heart, and in that we're transformed. Help us to be people who proclaim that to others. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.